0: morning everyone and welcome to this latest edition of the podcast Uh, i am right now currently uh recording this uh from the galt hotel the galt house hotel uh it is friday morning uh the, the second to last day of usitt and I wanted to make sure that I get this episode out to you uh, uh, because we got some great information coming to you. This episode actually uh, was recorded live and in person at the uh, Louisville Scottish Rite Temple uh, right here in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, I got an opportunity to tag along with Miss Wendy Wassett Barrett, who is the author of the Scottish Rite Temple uh, book, which I, I finally got myself a copy of, and I'm looking forward to digesting and checking it out. But it was also a great opportunity to see her in action and also go to visit a Scottish Rite temple, which I had never been to, which I thought was really fascinating to see how well it's been taken care of, how well it's preserved. Um, just that, you know, it's, it's really an amazing space. So um, for all of you who think, oh, they're all this kind of secret society actually they're not they're a really lovely fraternal organization uh the people there were, were super super nice and uh again i got a chance to not only speak to her but we also got an opportunity to speak with uh, uh mr terry bowman he is the deputy of the supreme council in kentucky for the space and i also got an opportunity to speak with two of the uh the gentlemen that work uh for the lights and backstage the first is Mr. Tom Irwin. Uh, he was the lighting uh, technician, and uh, you'll hear his voice near the end of the of the of the show. And also, uh, Mr. Stephen Lay, who uh, was really generous with his time, uh, and you'll learn some uh, some interesting things about him. He's a, they're he's a retiree. They're both retirees, and you know they're participating in uh, their their organization and keeping something that's important to them alive and. Uh, it's, it was really great because you could kind of... Seeing them in person and talking to them in person was uh, was was fantastic. You know, you could kind of see that uh, they they weren't bored. They, they had a good time. Uh, we were joined by some students there uh, as well. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on trying to nail down some more uh, conversations for you. But uh, this episode in particular, uh, like I said is uh, the Scottish Rite Temple in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, and uh, I got some more stories coming to you from USITT, a recap, which will be coming out soon. But I wanted to deliver this to you and let you know what was going on. So sit back, relax, enjoy this uh, enjoy the show, and uh, look forward to, to talking to you soon again. Thanks.
1: Hello, 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 and we are broadcasting live to tape at the Louisville Scottish Rite Temple. As and if uh, we're recording this, and you probably hear an echo, it's because we are in the main temple space. I am sitting next to the foremost expert on everything Scottish Rite,
2: Mister Miss. Mister, see, I did it again.
1: I like Son
2: I'm Peppermint Patty. Yes. Just say yes, sir. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> it's Wendy Wassett Barrett. Uh, we are here at the USITT conference, and... Um Uh, She uh, encouraged me to come over with her to to view the space, which is obviously really amazing. And uh, what are we doing here today?
2: I am evaluating the scenery to see how old it is, what type of a system. Rick Boychuk and I stumbled on over yesterday, and he looked at it and has explained that it's the earliest double-purchase counterweight system he has seen. Um, So he took a lot of pictures, and I'm sure he would be a great person to interview or talk to about it at a later date. The actual scenery that's on stage is, most of it's from 1910. It was produced by Toomey and Volland. It predates the building because the building's 1930. Gorgeous style. Um, There is full travel of the scenery. They are about 33 to 36 feet wide and probably 18 feet tall. Um, Beautiful figure painting. The hell scene is blue. Everything else is very romantic. All of the drops have been refurbished or touched up at a few periods, the earliest being the 1920s, when uh, green canvas uh, strips were added onto the sides for reinforcement. Um, I know that in 1910, Toomey and Volland delivered some scenery. Some more scenery was delivered in 1951, and that's when we realized that some of the arbors, uh, the square nuts, switched over. So there are later additions of the nuts, the hex nuts. and then to see the painting and really how beautiful it is in this space. So,
1: And uh, we're, we're lucky enough to have, I'm sorry, we're recording a, an interview here oh, of just okay. uh, what's going on. And, uh, and if you could introduce yourself.
3: Uh, my name is Terry Bowman. I'm the deputy of the Supreme Council in the Orient of Kentucky.
1: Excellent. And he has been our host for allowing us into this space, which we greatly appreciate. Um, could you give us a little bit of a backstory, a little bit of history of, of not only this space, but of what you, uh, what you have here?
3: Well, as I was explaining earlier to one of your fellows, uh, when Albert Pike took over uh, as the uh, Sovereign Grand Commander of the Scottish Rite, he basically rewrote all of all of our degree work. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, he instilled and brought into that degree work uh, a lot of theatrical props, backdrops, and stages that you see here. Okay. Um,
1: and, and obviously this stuff is still um, in some form of, of
3: use today. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we uh, have regular meetings twice a month. And we have what we call reunions to initiate uh, new members uh, three times a year. Uh,
1: and now, uh, how, how, much, uh, how much has the space changed since you've been uh, associated with it? Is it? Has it maintained a certain originality, or has it gone through dramatic facelifts or any kind of, uh, of, of refurberation?
3: Well, of. the only facelift refurberation that I can mention is, uh, as I was explaining uh, earlier, that uh, back in the you know, 30s and 40s and 50s, probably even 60s, mm-hmm. how smoking was prevalent. Mm-hmm. He had cigar smoke, you had pipe smoke, he had cigarette smoke, and all of that would meander up to the ceiling and on, on the sides of the walls. We had a company from, I believe it was Cincinnati, to come in, and they just basically washed everything down, and then retouched a lot of the color portions that you see here in the auditorium, and plus out in the foyer and different places. Okay. But uh, yes, it's uh, it's been touched up. Sure. But that's the only uh, aesthetics really that's been done.
1: It must be great to know that uh, we're, you're not artificially coloring anything anymore now because of. Because of all the changes that we've
3: made. Oh no, we we uh, we kind of hold a tradition. Uh-huh. You know, we want to keep this place uh, as our forefathers had it, and to carry it on to you know future generations. Um, now, uh, one of the things, because
1: uh, we do have a fairly good sized audience, um, do you do tours? Do you have uh, open house days for for the public to come and visit, or how does uh, how how if someone? If, they, if and when they listen to this, uh, are, can they, if they want to come in contact with you and maybe do some research themselves?
3: Oh, sure, absolutely. We would be very accommodating someone who wants to come in and, and do research. Okay. Uh, just need to call the office, okay. schedule, a, schedule a time and an appointment mm-hmm. so we could be sure and have someone here that could, uh, you know, take them around, guide mm-hmm. them around. Uh, we do have a uh, family. Uh, dinners and, and functions to where we're pretty family-oriented. We okay. love to see the the wives and the kids, you know, down here and uh, you know help. That kind of helps them uh, get an idea of basically, you know, what us guys are doing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Most excellent. Most excellent. Well, I appreciate your time. Sure. My pleasure. Thank you for for having
3: us. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Y'all take care.
1: Yes. So, uh, so if, uh, if you're interested in, uh, coming and seeing the Louisville Scottish Rite Temple, make an appointment, call first. Don't just show up
2: especially this weekend, because they're doing a reunion. So as of tomorrow, no visits. Right, right. Um, So... so, wealth of
1: information from from our, from our host. Um, so, right now, you're in the midst of
2: doing a, a capturing a. What what exactly are we are we doing today? Um, this is for research. It's to look at the compositions, the coloration, and where they fall within the overall context of theatrical history pertaining to the scenic studios that were really active and vibrant from the 1890s until about the 1920s, and to see where the scene. Falls, who possibly the artists were, what shape it's in. So this isn't just one collection. It's a series of about three. Um, There's this beautiful base, which is about 1910, that's created in a really romantic style. It's very picturesque, and it, it goes quite well with the building There's one of the ugliest drops I've ever seen, too.
1: Okay. (laughs) There's always a few. There's always There's always a
2: special one. And actually, what was really unique and wonderful about that is. it's it's canvas and it obviously is it's a shrine drop and it's meant to be a circus backing. So okay. you consider all of the charitable work they do with the shrine circuses, mm-hmm. that's what that would have been for. But that was the perfect example of my niece paints, she could do a real good job. So, so, yeah, so yeah. So so but it's nice to have the context because it all shows the artistic provenance and the history of the collection.
1: So this this collection that we're that we're staring at, because right now we're sitting in the middle of the of, of the of the space on at a card table a very official card table uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, so the pieces that we're we're looking at um, do they have a particular person that's attached to them or is it or is this just yes. kind of a
2: So what we're looking at is basically it looks like runes. And what makes this so wonderful is it's used for two of the degrees. The first is for the twenty first degree, which is the Prussian night where you have a bunch of people meeting at, at moonlight. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a transparency in the center um, where ooh, Yeah, it is a transparency where you'd be able to see the moon. Mm -hmm. And the moon tracks the time for the one particular degree. The other section is this could be used for the mausoleum in the 30th degree, which is to show the passing and the mortality. Um, And sometimes it's in the catacombs, but some of the really early designs, so this is a genesis design, took place in almost um, a cathedral ruins or an abbey ruins. Um, And I haven't looked on the backside, but I think there's one section that's translucent. So that's kind of what we're looking at from that standpoint but this is to me and Um and that's about it okay. so I just need to go back it's it's personal research to be able to put within context where this falls, okay. and especially to look at the early scene painting techniques, because I use them to teach with. And, and, how many, so
1: and how many are we going through?
2: We're going through 50 today. Unfortunately, we're only on six, so we got to hustle. up. Okay, <laughs> so
1: I'm, I'm glad I got an opportunity to, to at least peg you down for at least a, a little bit. Not a we problem. learned a little bit of information, and uh, again, check out uh, Wendy's work at Dry Pigment, which is on Facebook. DryPigment.net be sure to check out her book and there's potentially a second one in the works.
2: By June it'll be published by June All right. on demand.
1: All right well I look forward to talking about that in the future and uh, we'll catch up uh, with you later and uh, hopefully get a, a post, uh, post update uh, on, on what's going on. okay
2: Thanks Richard, thank you. there we go.
1: All right, uh, here we are again. Um, And now, uh, again, we're back here in the the Louisville Scottish Rite Temple building. And I have with me sitting here, uh, Mr. Tom Irwin. And uh, could you please introduce yourself, sir?
4: My name's Tom Irwin. I've been down in the members of Scottish Rite for just a little over 20 years and on the stage crew for about that long. And most of the time
1: taking care of uh, lights and sound. And uh, uh, you, uh, we we just did a little um, test with the lights for uh, for Wendy as uh, we're going through her um, her, her documenting of, of the drapes. Um, and uh, have you always been in in the, the production arts, or is it uh, something that you kind of came to later?
4: This is something I came to when I joined the Scottish Rite. I worked on computers all my life, so uh, didn't have much to control over lights, but. Uh, when I got involved in the Scottish Rite, I decided I wanted to get on a stage crew, but I didn't know what I'd be doing. And the guy said, why don't you go back here and help that guy backstage? So I've been there ever since.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's kind of how uh, a lot of us get uh, kind of pulled into it. We're like, hey, uh, we could use a hand, or "Hey, you want to give this a try. Um, what what in particular, uh, uh, so you've done every facet here? Yeah, uh,
4: mostly, mostly lights and sound. I started out back in the... The room where they store all the equipment and uh, I helped set up the degrees and I think that lasted for they call them reunions when they have a session. okay and it lasted for about two of them and the guy was in charge
5: says,
4: go back there and help Rick because Rick's assistant was sick and I've never left back there.
1: <laughs> it's the uh, who was who, who that that fellow from the, the Yankees who, uh, who uh, came off the field and then all of a sudden um, Lou Gehrig. Uh, had his uh, Ironman uh, Iron Man streak. You yeah. ne- never got off the field. <laughs> never got back on the field. Uh, so uh, now you've seen a lot of uh, a lot of this uh, material. Um, how often have you seen it in use and uh, been part of the the, the reunions?
4: They do. Uh, usually they do uh, three reunions a year. Uh, there's one at the very back that is a uh, shrine drop. Mm -hmm. And they used to do theirs here until they got them a new building and they had all the stuff they needed in it. And they were here a couple times a year. And uh, there are other groups that use it, like the the Rainbow Girls, they'll be here in June for four days. But they don't really use any drops. They just use the curtains and stuff. And most of their stuff takes place out here. Mm
5: -hmm.
4: And uh, Eastern Star has a couple sessions here a year. And right off the top of my head, I can't think of any others. But it's it's not used that much. Now we hold, or twice a month we hold a meeting in here. But it's just a table and the podium set up, mm-hmm. and we had that Scottish Rite
1: emblem that they drop down. Mm. One of the one of the things as you, as you walk around here, you see a kind of a mixture of of, uh, of equipment that's been around here. Some of it is uh, some old uh, uh, projectors, um, and then you've got the the r40 strips and you've started to put in a, a few led lights uh what have you found is kind of uh as as time has gone on with the the mix of, of of these things do you like them do you i like the brightness
4: of the leds and the the less power consumption but i like the light from the incandescents better it's a it's more of an even light than the, the leds it's a i don't know a sharp light i guess is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. so but if if they had the same characteristics as an incandescent bulb, they'd be nicer to have in there. But uh, we've got fairly new lights, and we've got some that are way older than I am in the building. <laughs> and, uh, some of them were probably here when they built the building in 1930. So yeah, yeah. The uh, the
1: there's a, that's the that's the interesting thing. Um, you go into a, an old school or you go into an old hall of some sort, and invariably you'll find. You know the lights that uh, they don't throw them away because they're not they don't go bad
4: no, they save all sorts of stuff here we have we have pitched a couple things up there in the projector room uh-huh there used to be a carbon arc projector up there oh wow and they uh,
1: they finally mm. got somebody to take it away and and the, you know what's funny is is that that to run a carbon arc projector nowadays uh, the skill because when that was the standard for, yeah. for how they did it. But nowadays, I I would be amazed if uh, the the amount of people that know it are uh, are few and far between. But uh, one of the well, as we're sitting here, they're uh, they're opening up a, a floor pocket that yeah. has uh, some some strip lights in it. Do those come up very often? No, they
4: uh, they have since I've been here. They've never used them. It's it's on a on a air system and a dried up piston it won't come up you just have to lift it up they haven't worked for years they have they have uh, pistons in there on and used to have a compressor downstairs uh-huh. and the leather is probably in there just it's probably oh, crumbled okay dry, so in the
1: piston so so it, it was kind of a, an air driven system yeah
4: we back there on the end of the where the lighting system used to be backstage there's two or three valves over there to one to open those and then one to had an air pocket we blow to shoot flames out in the back
1: Well, that had to be some experience to see that. There's, you know, what's interesting is that there's a certain amount of nostalgia that goes with some of this stuff, you know. And what's funny is, you know, people are very wistful about back in the day and things like that. But some of that technology is is still good. Yeah, it doesn't. it, It there's nothing really bad about it. It's just yeah, those were nice. If
4: people, some people get nervous. To to crowd, Mm -hmm. we turn the lights out there but still, if they're they're working out here and there there's enough light to see the people but with those up, you couldn't see over them if it was dark out here so it kind of helped them with their self-confidence but they have never worked since I've been here
1: Okay. Yeah, because you uh, you watch uh, some modern shows nowadays and footlights never go away there's always something about that uplight that just, just works Yeah this works. Well, I, I don't want to take all your time. I want to say thank you for, uh, for sharing uh, a little bit of information about uh, what's going on, and I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, stepping up to the mic now uh, is Mr. Stephen Lay. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, could you give a little introduction uh, about yourself and what you do here at the Scottish Rite?
5: I'm Stephen Lay and i've been in the scottish rite for 22 years and also i've been on the stage crew now for almost 5 years okay and then uh what i help what i do is help them to set up each degree the scenes and all that mm-hmm. so that's
1: about it all right and uh what how do you are you volunteer here or yeah, I'm, I'm a volunteer on okay. stage here. Did you uh, did you ever do any kind of uh, uh, any kind of this in uh, previous? Uh...
5: Nothing like this before I came into masonry. Okay. And, um, but when I came into masonry, I learned a lot of the degree work. And, mm-hmm. and I've done some here, but age just slipped up on me. <laughs> yeah. I can't you... remember as good as I used to. So... Uh, but uh, I've, I've been here uh, four or five years helping them set up for each degree. Okay. So it's been a good experience.
1: What, what have you found uh, the most uh, interesting part of, of what you do?
5: The uh, most interesting yeah. part is getting that stage set up. I'd rather do that than to set this floor up to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know. when, uh, when, when the... When the, the the shows are going on. Uh, do you have a particular job that you do?
5: Yes. While, the, while one degree is going on, me, Jim, and Tom are out there. Not Tom, but a couple other guys, uh-huh. uh, volunteers, are out there setting up for the next degree. Mm-hmm. And so we stage that one, and then when we tear this one down, we bring that one in, and then we stage the next degree so, so we'd be ready to go.
1: You guys work like a well oiled machine.
5: <laughs> sometimes, yeah, but uh, sometimes it gets a little difficult.
1: You know? I, I have no doubt. Uh-huh. I have no doubt. Uh, do you have a, a favorite uh, degree that they do that you like?
5: I like the 14th and the 18th okay. and the 32nd.
1: Oh, so you definitely have uh, some favorites. Yeah. I've ever- yeah. Now, uh, but you you mainly just do setup. It's not yeah. like you do. You well, I used
5: to it. I used to do some ritual work here. Okay, but I I don't do any down here anymore. Okay. so I just do my ritualist
1: work on in the lodges. Okay, do you find uh do you find that uh, there's never a, a dull moment? It's always pretty nice down here. No, okay,
5: plenty to do. You know. Uh, you can sit around, but if you sit around, it makes time go by slow and everything. Nah. That, if you if you're getting ready to do something else, like another degree, mm-hmm. then it, it's just it's fun.
1: Yeah, and it and beats and it beats just sitting around. That's right. Now, uh, if you don't mind me asking, you're you're retired from uh, professional life?
5: Uh, yes, I retired military, in 27 years.
1: Oh, excellent. So, and, w- and what branch of the military R- were you in? Army. Yeah. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate your okay. uh, your service for our country. Right. Thank you for recognizing. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, I, so now, now the question is, how many how many stories are you allowed to tell? In here? Yeah. Uh,
5: <laughs> you can tell them all if you know them, but I, I don't. You talking about degree or just uh, general?
1: I, I was thinking all those military
5: secrets. Nah. You know. <laughs> No, uh, I, I was in. I, I had a, a top secret clearance and everything. A lot of stuff I did, uh-huh. you, you couldn't talk about. Okay. And so. Uh, but the last place I was mm-hmm. in the service was Korea. Okay. And up on the DMZ there. All right. A lot of people think, you know, that there's no action going on up there. But action always going on there. All right. And so. And, and, what, and what
1: did you retire as?
5: Uh, Master Sergeant.
1: Master Sergeant. Oh, I'm some someone very important sitting here. <laughs>
5: Excellent. That's next to the top enlisted rank.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, so you did your service um, and you retired here and in, in, in Kentucky or are you from, from I, K- I
5: retired in
1: California well oh, California
5: yeah I, my home is here okay but I retired out of the service in California okay Fort, Fort Ord. excellent and so uh, then I came back to Georgia bought a place down there mm-hmm. then I had to come back up here home so
1: yeah do you is, is your uh, family uh, involved in in
5: the i've got, got a brother that's in the blue lodge but they, he don't do anything else okay you know, he, i don't even know if he goes to blue lodge anymore <laughs> so yeah he's the one who got me into it
1: oh, okay and it's been a good experience ever since yes
5: yes excellent i've enjoyed it i mean tremendously
1: excellent well, sir, I want to thank you again okay. for your for your time and for sharing uh, a little bit about uh, what's going on. And uh, again, thank you for your service. All right. And uh, you have a great day.
5: You're welcome. Thank you. We're about ready.
1: Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us on this latest episode of the podcast. Remember, this podcast is listener-supported, so wherever you get it, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This podcast can be found on such platforms as iTunes Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, we can be reached at archivett 24 at yahoo.com. Again, that's A-R-C-H-I-V-E-T-T-24 at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Archiving Technical Theater History. We appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.